Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Life. Yes. Welcome back. Welcome back. To another episode of Doug and Renee, Married Life. Welcome back, oh, everybody. Oh, we didn't do our song. We didn't. That was that was this week's Diddy. Diddy. Yeah, that's our little Diddy. Diddy. Don't sponsor this. Um, you, you know what I mean. I ain't, <laughs> I am not talking about the the <laughs> the man. I'm talking about the word. I've never heard that before. A little oh, that Diddy. Was our Diddy. A little song. A little Diddy. A little. I've never heard that before. So you learn something new about your spouse every day. I've never heard you say that before, and I never knew Diddy was a little thing. Yeah. Look it up. Okay. Get back to us. Let us know that I was on point with that. D-I-D-Y? Diddy? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) 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 And this wasn't what you said, but I saw your mom when you did that. Oh, Lord. You you turned up. You was like, I don't know. Oh, no. I saw your mom in you. I saw you and your mom. Oh. What's the correct? I saw you. In your mom. Oh, I saw you, your mom in you. In me. Yeah. yeah. When you did that, you was like, I don't know. I was like, that's mm. your mama right there. Oh, no. Mm. You just gave me an idea for another episode. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So we, this episode, <laughs> we are talking about love. Learn. This episode, we are talking about love. Laugh. <laughs> Learn. Live. We don't have an order in which we say it. We've been saying it that way for the last three or four weeks. Oh, man, it's a new day. It's a new day. It's, but a, it's a new season. Same, but it's the same series. You trying to throw it all. You trying to throw it all. All out of whack. My but bad. What, whack. So what is it supposed to be? Love, laugh, learn, and live. Laugh, love, learn, live. And laugh, love, learn, live. Okay, I got it. I wish people could see you. <laughs> One day. I wish day they could see you. Coming soon to a podcast near you. <laughs> Maybe sooner than, sooner than later. Mm. Working on some things over here. I got the knobs percolating. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. They don't know about the knobs. Okay. The, the, his his, his, his uh, brain cells kind of emanate... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what you're trying to say. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say either. Anywho. Anywho. (laughs) So last week we were talking about live. Uh, Well, we talked about love. Laugh. Learn. Live. live. Yes. And so we're just going to pick up uh, real quick about live. The scripture that I want to share with you all is Psalm 90, verse 12, verse 14, and verse 15. In the King James Version, it says it like this. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Satisfy us early with mercy that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad according to the days wherein thou hast afflicted us and the years wherein we have seen evil. I want to read that also in the my favorite, mm-hmm. the Passion Translation. <laughs> help us to remember that our days are numbered and help us to interpret 
our lives correctly. Mm. Set your wisdom deeply in our hearts so that we may accept your correction. Mm. God corrects us. Yes, he does. Let the sunrise of your love end our dark night. Break through our clouded dawn again. Only you can satisfy our hearts, filling us with songs of joy to the end of our days. We've been overwhelmed with grief. Come now and overwhelm us with gladness. Replace our years of trouble with decades of delight. And the reason why that scripture just stuck out with me as we was talking about specifically live is that as we live and as we go through different trials and different tribulations, we need to uh, redeem the time. Mm -hmm. That's the thought that came to me with, so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. So we want to be wise with our days. We want to be wise with our life, how we go about our life, not um, thinking it strange, the fiery trials that come upon us, because it says in the in the scripture, uh, specifically in the Passion Translation, um, that he corrects us. So sometimes if you think about it in the context of a parent and a child, when you correct your child, it doesn't feel good to the child when you put them on punishment or if you give them a little, you know, a little pop on the hand. Pop on the hand. Uh, it feels, <laughs> pop on the hand, pop on the butt. <laughs> um, time out. The time, any, type, any type of correction. Time out. Uh, yeah, you you take something from them that they enjoy playing with, some kind of uh, timeout or uh, correction. God is our heavenly Father, and He corrects us as as well. So we need to be wise about our days and understand that some of the things that we go through in our life is by God's design. He's trying to teach us something. So we're still talking about learning as well. He's trying to teach us something. So each and every day. We need to redeem the time, number our days, realize that time is a rare commodity. It does not, we, we don't get time back. You can't make up for lost time. So I think it's important for us to remember to remember to number our days and apply our hearts to wisdom and ask God to satisfy us early with mercy that we could rejoice and be glad all of our days. I love how the Passion Translation says, replace our years of trouble with decades of delight. And that's something that you could certainly pray, as I believe the writer of this scripture was doing. It was, it was a prayer uh, asking God, help us to rem- remember that our days are numbered. We have a certain number of days on this earth, and we don't want to live like, oh, I'll just do it tomorrow. Uh, me and my spouse, we will get it right tomorrow. Uh, right. Or I'll 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 forgive tomorrow, but mm-hmm. today I'm gonna be mad. <laughs> yeah, that was me. That was me. I, I I admit that was me. I'm gonna be mad today. I worry about it. I'll get it right tomorrow. Right. But right and, now I'm right. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm mad and I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. That was me. Okay. I didn't want to. No. No. You you good interjecting? And I was thinking that the the saying where people says you know here today gone tomorrow. No, sometimes here today, gone today. Yeah. Um, and so you got to redeem the time, number your days, and be very um, wise about your time and don't think, okay, I can get it right later. No, get it right now. 
because you only have one life to live and you want to live it in a way that is pleasing to God Mm -hmm. so you can minimize the correction. (laughs) And God tells us what to do. A lot of times we get in trouble because we're disobedient. Uh, Yes. And then that's where the correction comes in. He has to correct us because he gave us his template, his word. He speaks to us through situations, through circumstances. And then we still decide to go another way. And then God says, okay, now I got to chastise you because you didn't listen. And and when you're talking about, I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off. Mm -mm, When you're talking about being disobedient and being chastised, in the context of marriage, it was a couple of things you said, but in the context of marriage for that specifically, excuse me, if I we're married, I'm disobedient, I get chastised by God. Sometimes it impacts you if I'm disobedient because there may be certain things that, you know, a job or car, whatever it may be, that God deals with me about, but because we're one, you get the the impact of it, maybe to a lesser extent, mm-hmm. but you get to feel um, the chastisement that God gives me, <laughs> you know, because we're one. It, there may be, you know, whether it's your finances. Okay, perfect example. If and and again, we're not your pastors. If I just start to stop paying tithes, mm-hmm. now you know I'm I'm a tithe pay, been paying my tithes for years, decades. But if I just stopped. Whatever the chastisement comes, it's going to impact you because it will probably come in our finances some kind of way. Right. And so our finances will stretch or go or be able to do the things we've been doing and so on and so forth. You know, things start breaking. I I truly believe that um, when you pay your tithes, the washing machine will last longer, the refrigerator will last longer, at least until the car (laughs) run longer, better, at least until, you know, God gets you to a point where. You know, your finances change. I personally believe that. But I think if I was to just stop, like, no, I'm going to use, you know, I'll tithe money to whatever. There, there's there's consequences to that. And when you're married and you're disobedient, your spouse may have to catch, I don't even say say catch some of the heat, but there, there's consequences. You can, we're connected. Yeah. So I would feel the impact mm-hmm. of... Um, My disobedience. Your correction, your being chastised. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we could go take that all the way back to the beginning of Adam and Eve. Oh, Adam and Eve. Good example. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. The apple. No, I, I don't know why I say the apple. <laughs> it just out of out of habit say apple, but it's the, the forbidden the fruit. fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know. That could have been a pear. It could have been a peach, a plum. We don't know. Oh, you went back to. Yeah, don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so <laughs> moving right along. But but here's here's what you said. Psalms ninety twelve. So teach us the number of days. First thing I thought mm-hmm. of people who procrastinate. Procrastination. Mm-hmm. People who put things off. Say like you said, you know, we'll do it tomorrow. I'll call this person tomorrow. I'll send this person a text tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow never comes because it's always tomorrow. And Mm so um, we have to make sure that we don't procrastinate. And I think I used the example last week of, you know, going back to school and things like that, applying for the job, just apply for the job. What what harm is there in applying for a job? I cannot tell you how many jobs I've gotten that I wasn't necessarily qualified to get. But God just opened the door. Mm -hmm. So go ahead and apply for the job. 
What's the worst that can happen? You get the job. Then, you, <laughs> then your next prayer is going to be like, Lord, I'm in this job and I don't know what to do. That that's where you should be. Lord, that's I don't where know faith. What to do. Yeah, that's where faith comes in. That's where faith comes in. But yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, uh, no. I was just going to say. Um, I mean, just a, the example I used was forgiving your spouse mm-hmm. or calling that counselor because your marriage has had some hit a, a rough spot, and you keep saying, "I'm gonna call." We're gonna call the therapist. We're gonna call the therapist, and then you're gonna wait until you know all heck breaks loose. Yeah. Um, so. Number your days, do what you can do in the day, in the moment that God has given you, which he has purpose for you to do. Don't put stuff off and make sure that you and your spouse are redeeming the time Mm -hmm. and not saying, oh, we'll have a good marriage next year. No, we're going to have a good marriage today. Um, it's, it's nothing wrong with that. That's where we learn. That's where we have the opportunity to, to love and to laugh. Um, so from that, I just wanted to tell you, you know, love with all your might because your days are numbered, live without regrets. That's the worst thing you want is to have regrets about, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda, you know, for those people who, let's just say divorce, um, we know people who have gotten divorced and remarried (laughs) the same person and it's because they realize that they um, made a mistake. They made a mistake, and mm-hmm. they could have worked it out with that first spouse instead of trying to start all over with somebody else. So live without regrets, meaning put all your heart and all your soul and all your might and all your energy into your marriage, and in the process, learn along the way. Learn from your mistakes. We all make them, mm-hmm. and um, I like. This saying, laugh until it hurts. Um, and it's a good hurt. You ever <laughs> laugh so hard that your belly just ached or tears came out your eyes because it was you just laughed. And I like the fact that Doug and I, um, we still learning. We still make mistakes. Um, we're still, you know, doing our best to live without regrets. But I love the fact that we're at a point now where we laugh a lot more in our than in our earlier years. I can always tell when you're really laughing. Oh, gosh. You don't have to tell everybody. I'm not, I'm not going to tell how I know, but I can always tell. That's what you say. I, I'm telling you. I, I study you and I look at you. Okay. I'll be looking at you, girl. You be looking at me. Girl. You be looking at me laughing. I sure do. <laughs> so when you said live without regrets, uh-huh. here's, here's when you were talking about, you know, the things going through, you know, regret. I immediately thought of pride. If you got to put your pride aside because pride will cause you to regret certain things. Pride, your ego, it'll cause you to regret. And so when it comes to, to marriage, and I know it's in the Bible somewhere, pride cometh before the fall. Mm-hmm. It's somewhere in Proverbs. Um, but you have to put your pride aside, put your ego down, ego away and say, perfect example, I'm going to say what you told me this morning. We were talking about doing some things with um, uh, married life this uh, morning, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm waiting on the Lord to tell me. And you was like, Well, I this is my third time, third or fourth time telling you this, so maybe the Lord is telling me to tell you. <laughs> and I was like, Okay, <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> so, I, mean, I don't want to be disrespectful, 
but this is like my third or fourth time telling you this. So maybe God is using me to talk to you. And I was like, yeah, okay. So let's, let's then, you know, you got to put your pride aside. You got to put your ego aside. And we've said this on countless podcasts. God will speak to you through your spouse, through your children. You just have to be open and listening for the for the word of the Lord. Absolutely. So I give you your props. You heard the Lord that time. <laughs> that time. <laughs> I, uh, occasional, occasionally, I do, dear. Thank you yeah. for acknowledging that. Yeah. Um, and when I think podcast episode number two, we were talking about laugh scriptures. Number two? You went all the way back? To no, no, two. not number two. Episode number two of Love, Laugh, oh, Learn, this one, Live. This series. Oh, yes. okay. All right. Um, and we were saying, we know there are laughter scriptures in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to share a few real quick. Uh, Job 8, 20, 8, excuse me, Job 8, verse 20 through 21 in the King James Bible, it says, Behold, God will not cast away a perfect man, neither will he help evildoers, till he fill thy mouth with laughing and thy lips with rejoicing. So he was talking to Job. Of course, mm-hmm. the, the book of Job is about Job. Job. And it is spelled J-O-B. It is not pronounced Job. It's pronounced Job. Um, but I just wanted to say that God <laughs> will fill our mouth with laughter. God will cause us to laugh. If we will hold on to our faith and trust God during trying times and tribulations, sometimes it may not look like you're going to laugh. It may look like you know, people are laughing at you, or and that's and that's pride when you feel like somebody's laughing at you. If people they don't even know you, exactly. Um, but he said he will he will neither neither will he help evildoers till he fill thy mouth with laughing and thy lips with rejoicing. Another verse of scripture is Ecclesiastes three verse four, King James version: a time to weep. And a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. So you'll see in Ecclesiastes, it talks about seasons. There mm-hmm. are different times that we're going to have to face in our life. And he specifically says there is going to be a time to laugh. So we will have laughter in our life. And then the other scripture is Genesis two and one, verses 2 through 7. Genesis 21. Genesis 21, thank you. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age, at the set time which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him, whom Sarah bare to him, Isaac. And Abraham Abraham circumcised his son, being eight days old, as God had commanded him. And Abraham was an hundred years old when his son Isaac was born unto him. And Sarah said, God hath made me to laugh, so that all that hear will laugh with me. And she said, who would have said unto Abraham that Sarah should give have given him children suck, meaning breast to breastfeed, <laughs> for I have borne him a son in his old age. And, you know, that story for many who have um, 
studied the book of Genesis where it talks about Sarah was old and God had promised her she would give um she would give birth to a child and she didn't believe it so she uh had Abraham uh, basically have sexual uh, yeah relations with Hagar her handmaiden and he had Ishmael and um but God said that wasn't the promise mm-hmm. And he caused Sarah to laugh because, you know, she was, she didn't believe it. She was like, I'm too old. I'm going to go my own way. And I just wanted to share with you that God will give you a vision. He'll give you a dream. He'll give you an answer to prayer for something that seems so far-fetched that it will cause you to laugh. Um, I can say for myself, I've experienced that where I'm like, God, okay, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe by faith, but did chuckle in the process. Um, (laughs) uh, And it will happen right when he predestined, not when you want it to happen. So God will give you a vision in 2021 of this beautiful marriage. But oh, it's twenty two. Yeah, I'm, okay. I was wondering. Oh, well, maybe, was going maybe, with this. maybe he gave somebody to dream in twenty one, and here it is twenty two, and they're okay. like, okay, um, I haven't seen it yet, so maybe he's talking about with somebody else, and. God does things in his time. He doesn't work on the clock. He doesn't work in the 24, 7, 365. If he gives you a dream and he gives you a vision and he tells you to hold on and he tells you your marriage is going to be great and it's going to be good, you have to trust and believe, even though you don't see it in the natural, that it's going to manifest. And you have to, you know, you know, chuckle along the way and say, God, that I don't see it. I mean, we didn't see this podcast 10, 5, 20 years ago. There's no such thing uh, as a podcast 20 okay. years ago. Well, that's why we didn't see it. That's why we didn't see it. <laughs> um, Just mind your business. But <laughs> there's some things that God has shared with us about our marriage. Uh-huh. And we, in our, I don't want to say lack of faith, but in our troubled times, it clouded our judgment. It was hard to imagine that God would do for us what he's doing for us. We had troubled times in today. our Did we ever? How much more time do we have on this podcast? This would be like how many episodes just to talk about the troubled times we've experienced? So I want to say something about the troubled times because you said something very interesting. You said learn from your mistakes. And I think that is so important. Whether you're single or married, learn from your mistakes. Don't it, you should not. Um, you should strive to not keep making the same mistakes over and over and over. And you know how many times are you going to make a bad financial mistake, financial decision, and it's impacting your family? So now you can't do the things that you want to do. You know because somebody spent some money that they probably should not have spent. Well, I guess I probably you should not have spent the money on what you spent it on. You should have had a conversation with your spouse or you should have set a budget and said, this is, you know, where we are and this is what we can afford. You know, just because you have a credit card doesn't mean you have to use it. So I, I just wanted to, to stress, you know, learn from your mistakes, uh, please, because learn from our mistakes. We've we've shared the mistakes we've made on this podcast. And hopefully, you know, you won't have to go through what we went through. Yeah. And I and I 
to piggyback off of that, learn from your mistakes and don't highlight the mistakes of your spouse. Ooh. Learn from your mistakes. Don't keep trying to teach your spouse a lesson about their mistakes. Remember when you did this? God will do that. Yeah. And let God do that because he can do it much better than we can do it. Mm-hmm. So um, I think as far as learning, and I'm just going to be blunt about it, learn to be quiet. Learn that you don't have to say everything. God will speak for you. God fights our battles way better than we could ever fight for ourselves. So even if your spouse does make a mistake, a financial one, a whatever type of mistake uh, you know that it is, you don't always have to point it out to mm-hmm. them. There's a scripture in the Bible that talks about remove the log out of your eye or the beam out of your eye before you take the speck out of someone else's eye. And basically it's saying, you know, we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So deal with your own um, problems and mm-hmm. your own mistakes instead of pointing out other people's mistakes. And I think sometimes that's um, a way of people just trying to flip it, you know, off of themselves, mm-hmm. um, deflect. That's yeah. a because if word I I'm looking for. Out, if I point out your mistakes, then I'm not even dealing with me because I'm, I'm purposely or uh, subconsciously or consciously. Mm-hmm. I think it's subconsciously sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Dealing, you know, Renee, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, you didn't do that. So look at me, I'm perfect. But I'm one, I'm not perfect. And two, what whatever happened to grace, just showing your spouse grace mm-hmm. for them making a mistake. Maybe they tried to do something and it didn't go as planned. Okay, we get that. But just grace, you know, God gives us grace, but yet we turn around and we to the person that's closest to us, we don't want to extend any grace to them, you know, for whatever reason. And I don't, I don't think, just in a normal, general um, setting, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about extreme one way or another. We tend to not show or um, give grace to those who are closest to us. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know why we do that, but we tend not to. I think it has to do with just taking them for granted. Redeeming the time. They may Redeeming not always the be there. So I I want to, if unless you have something else, because um, we normally pray. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside joke. <laughs> mm-hmm. And sorry, y'all, I promised him I would do that, that scream. Oh, my goodness. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> We got to tell them the inside joke. Okay. We're sidebar real quick, y'all. So I'll have a co- we Doug and I have a conversation. We're it's just Nestus. it's We're just it's just house. me and him in the house, me and him in the room, me and him at the restaurant at the table, and I'll say, you know, we um, I want you to da 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 da, and he'll go me, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I told him today, and we were sitting having brunch right after church. I said, if you say that, the next time you say that, I said, I don't care where we are, I'm going to scream. So that's where that came from. Um, yes, you, dear. Okay. Um, <laughs> How do you know what you're talking about? If you don't have anything else, Douglas. Yes, ma'am. Doug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we um, are going to pray. Mm-hmm. But I want to end on this scripture. So we've been talking about. Oh, love. 
laugh. Oh, I'm sorry. Love. You tell me. Love, laugh, learn, live. Okay, because I still don't have it right. Okay. All right. So I want to I wanna end with love because the greatest of these is love. Um, you know, the Bible always, it talks about teaching us to number our days, learn, you know, live and laugh. But the greatest of these is love. God is love. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whomsoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. In 1 Corinthians 13, 13, and I'm going to read it in a couple of translations, um, it says it like this. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. So in the King James Version, the word charity um, is in other translations as love. Um, in the Message Bible, but for right now, until that completeness, we have three things to do to lead us toward that consummation. Trust steadily in God, hope unswervingly, love extravagantly, and the best of these three is love. The New Living Translation says it like this, like this, <laughs> like this. Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. And then, of course, my favorite translation, the Passion (laughs) Translation. (laughs) Until then, there are three things that remain, faith, hope, and love, yet love surpasses them all. So above all else, let love be the beautiful prize for which you run. So we just want to remind you as you love, laugh, learn, live, and I know I didn't say it in the order that he wants me to. No, that's it. But, oh, well, praise the Lord. Um, (laughs) We want you to make sure that love is the guiding force in um, how you live your life, how you learn from things, and it will help you to laugh. So... As uh, our custom, if you are listening to this with your spouse, because we're getting ready to pray, we ask that you go grab your spouse. No, I'm just joking. Uh, Just put this on pause and let us uh, pray with you, extend our faith with yours, so that uh, these last four weeks we seal it in prayer. And we just want your marriage to, to, you know, as Renee just said, love love conquers all. Uh, we want you to be able to laugh. We want you to be able to learn from learn from each other and learn how each other uh, is doing things and the idiosyncrasies and all the things that go on that make us us, that makes us individual or unique, as my wife would say. And, of course, we want you to live. We don't want you to live in fear. We don't want you to be fearful of, you know, the arrows by day and the terror by night. Uh, I forgot where that scripture is. But we just want you to to live. Psalm 91. Psalm 91. We just want you to live as God would want you to live. So I said, And we want them to live life more abundantly. That's what Christ came to do Mm -hmm. so that we would have life, but have it more abundantly. So, uh, dear, can you pray first? Sure. 
Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you right now in the matchless name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. God, we say there's none like you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just lift up every listener to you today, God. We pray that you would anoint their ears to hear what you would have them to hear in this moment, in this time, God. Teach them to number their days, God, and to redeem the time and to live life to the fullest, God but to live it in love and in the process to learn from it, to laugh at the moments, God, that you've given them the season of laughter. God, would you give them a season of laughter right now? Will you give them a season of joy, a a season of peace, a season of hope? Help their marriage, each and every one of those marriages. Help them to love one again. Rekindle love, God. Restore love, God. Help them to learn from the past, but not take it into the present or into the future. Let them use it, God, as a catalyst to help them to do better, to love better, to learn, to live, to laugh with their spouse in one mind and one accord, God. We thank you for staying back the hand of the enemy, the devil, who would try to still kill and destroy marriages and who would try to kill, steal, and destroy lives and to kill, still, and destroy laughter and to block and stop people from learning, God. Would you block and stop him right now in the lives of every listener in the name of Jesus? We pray that this season going forward, that they will have laughter, that they will have peace, that they will have joy, that they will have love for their spouse, spouses, their wives, their husbands, God. God, if there is anyone who needs to forgive their spouse, would you uh, soften their heart to learn to forgive, soften their heart to live in the spirit of forgiveness, God, not to be so quick to point finger or blame or try to teach their spouse, but to learn what they need to learn and that they will be a blessing to each other by forgiving one another. God, help them to do it today. If there's any unforgiveness in anyone's heart, God, even in our hearts, God, we pray that you would reveal it to us, God, because we know your word says that you will forgive as we have forgiven. So if we have unforgiveness, then we cannot be forgiving God. So help forgiveness to break through in the lives of each and every married spouse, God. We thank you, God. We thank you for healing and restoring marriages back to uh, the love that they had at the beginning when they said, I do, God. Thank you for restoring hope. Thank you for strengthening marriages for the journey ahead. And we give you praise. We give you glory and we give you honor. And we thank you for doing it, God. And we praise you in Jesus name. And Father, I just touch and agree with my wife, and we extend our faith with those who are listening to us, and we just pray for grace, grace to love, even for our single folks who are listening to us who may feel they are unworthy and no one will ever love them. Give them grace. Let them see themselves how you see them, that they are worthy to be loved. It doesn't matter what they did or who they did it with. The blood of Jesus covers all. So we just pray for grace that you will extend to the married folks who are listening to us that extend grace of love, love their spouse. Yes, we all make mistakes. Yeah, we may say the wrong thing at the wrong time, but just give us grace to love our spouse. Give us grace to laugh, to be able to to laugh with one another and not at each other. 
Father, we just bind that spirit, that condescending spirit in the name of Jesus. So we want to lift up. We want to bring unity into marriages. We want to bring uh, stability into marriages and not divisiveness. So let us laugh together. Give us grace to laugh together. Give us grace to learn. Learn Learn our spouses. Learn what we should do. And even if we may get it wrong the first time, Father, we thank you for a second time, an opportunity to get it right. We may have missed the, missed the mark when it comes to birthdays or presents or whatever it may be, but we pray that you've given our spouses grace to get it right, just as you've given us grace to learn each other and learn about you. So you've given us, let us have grace for our spouses when it comes to learn. And that, Father, most of all, last but not least, excuse me, give us grace to live live one another, live with one another. Father, you put us together. And so we just believe that you don't make mistakes. And we know that living together, iron sharpeneth iron, and we have to learn each other's habits. And we have to learn, you know, what one another likes as far as our married folks are concerned. So we just pray that you give us grace to live together. And we seal this prayer in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened, and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also, feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.